Welcome to the SDG Talks podcast, where we discuss all things around the sustainable development goals and the roadmap to 2030. We are your co-hosts, James and Kevin, here to take you along the SDG ride. We hope you enjoy today's SDG Talks podcast. Our hearts are dark and close. That's the root cause of everything over a period of time. So the sustainable development goals, coming back to it, is actually a caution. It's a reminder. It's a warning for all of us to return to our shared humanity, to remember our feelings of brethren towards each other, to elevate our collective consciousness. And, you know, to do this, we need peace in our hearts. We need to heal ourselves first before doing other things. SDG Talks, what a treat we have today with Piranima Ramakrishnan. She's now talked about with the work she does with the Heartfulness Institute and the GLOW webinars and the work around empowering women around SDG 5. She has so many snippets of gold in here where she talks about the shared humanity, elevating collective consciousness, and addressing the core root issues of problems. And not just looking at band-aid solutions, but creating synergies across local, state, federal efforts to address the SDGs and how these SDGs are really a big jigsaw puzzle that we need to work towards to solve together. And lastly, there's a really awesome experience where she actually leads a mindfulness session for me and she can do the same for you towards the end. That part's around seven minutes long. You're really going to like it. Have a great day, everyone, and keep on SDG talking. Pranina, good evening and welcome to the SDG Talks podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Of course. It's great to have you. So where are you located today in the world? So I live in Chennai in India. It's the capital of the Tamil Nadu state, which is the southernmost state in India. I had the fortune of going to Chennai in 2011. And I will say that if I had to choose one cuisine to live on the rest of my life, it would be Indian food. Oh my God, you're so welcome once again. And it's one of the favorite food for me too here in India. So come again, Kevin. I, I hope to get back soon enough. Once once we have a little bit more freedom of travel, I'm there. Yeah. So for those of us that don't know much about you, I know you do a lot around women empowerment and some of that, and I'd like to, to get into that. But tell us a little bit about Pranima, a little bit about yourself and, and sort of uh, the work that you do. So I studied engineering. I studied electronics engineering during my graduate studies. I studied, uh, my postgraduate studies was also in applied electronics and I worked as a software engineer. I specialized in building vehicle dashboard electronics and designing all that stuff. So, you know, like if you see the fuel gauge going up and down and showing empty, it's, <laughs> it's something we used to do. So that was my life in a previous incarnation. <laughs> And in 2010, I quit my job because I was a mother and I preferred to be a stay-at-home mother to spend time with my son. And uh, I joined World Moms Network, which is a Forbes Top 100 website for women. And I was one of the senior editors. I'm still the senior editor there. And um, we write from over 30 countries and we're represented. Uh, we have about 100 mothers writing with us. So that was an amazing thing, which I... I had uh, the blessing to be involved with in 2010 and I still continued that. And after that, since that, I've always been writing. So, you know, like now I can call myself a writer rather than an engineer. I love it. And that, that's that's great to hear about you. You started off as some an amazing electrical engineer and still have that. But you know, having a kid allowed you to maybe take a different path and you started something new and you started writing and doing something that is your passion. So with this role of, of writing, I mean, tell us about 
this aspect of, of writing and, and sort of community development? How, how has that gone and, and sort of where are you at today with some of the, the work with this content creation? So, Kevin, you know, we have an amazing community of women with uh, World Moms Network. I've met a lot of these women internationally, and there has not even been a single time when I've actually felt that I'm meeting a stranger, a woman I've known only virtually. Every time I meet anybody for the first time, it's like I've known them forever. That's the kind of community we've built across in World Moms Network. And, you know, like, I'm sure it's uh, it's going to only con- these these type of synergical communities is the way forward I guess so that's something I enjoy doing building communities of women and uh, that has even laid uh, paved the way for these low webinars you know uh, which is organized by the Heartfulness Institute. And so these GLOW webinars you speak of with the Heartfulness Institute, what is the Heartfulness Institute and and tell us about these webinars that are created. So Heartfulness Web uh, Institute teaches meditation and relaxation and uh, various tools to help us in our everyday lives. Glow webinars is, or, you know, like it's an acronym for genuine loving outstanding women. And it's a webinar based chat show to help women bring balance and harmony in the various roles that they play in today's society. We invite the uh, women who are experts in various fields who are influencers, who are change makers, to share their loving guidance, tips to help women achieve their best in their personal lives and their professional lives so that, you know, they can live their life with a deep sense of fulfillment, contentment in all aspects of life. And uh, we take prompts from the Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs, of the United Nations to choose these topics of discussion. We conclude each webinar with a session of heartfulness, relaxation and meditation. For me personally, heartfulness meditation has completely changed my life. I mean, there's been no looking back. And it's not something I can explain in word. It's an experience to experience. <laughs> so, you know, we've conducted more than 50 such webinars so far. And our mission through these GLOW webinars is to empower women and connect with them from the space of the heart and to help them with everyday challenges they faced. That's so amazing. And I couldn't agree more on the the mindfulness as an experience and mindfulness and actually being active in the practice of it really can change your day, which can change your life and, and, and bring you so much, can, can ground you. And, and he, thinking about what you talked about, bringing in these different women experts to, to talk about these challenges and opportunities. What are some of these challenges and opportunities that have been talked about? Is it about across all the 17 SDGs or what are some specific challenges that you see in particular to, let's say, SDG 5, gender equality? Okay, so GLOW, as the name says, it's genuine, loving, outstanding women and obviously SDG 5 or gender equality. And we've been working towards achieving compassionate empowerment of women and, uh, you know, overall holistic well-being. As I mentioned before, these webinars focus on any one topic which is very relevant for for a woman. It could be mental wellness. It could be physical exercises or yoga to help them with certain women-centric challenges in their bodies. You know, we also empower women by teaching them about concepts like resonant leadership. Resonant leadership is this idea where you work through emotional intelligence to help your team meet their goals. So it's a very powerful concept as opposed to traditional concept of leadership where a woman is equipped with this knowledge, which makes her very confident and qualified to handle corporate situations. And, you know, we've also had webinars about how to talk to your kids about climate change, 
and uh, you know there was this uh, wonderful person Harriet Sugarman who has also written a best selling book she's called climate mama and uh, she is also the chair of the new york city chapter of climate reality project and she spoke about various means ways and means to engage your children in climate activism and uh, you know we've also had light hearted topics like the wonderful art of storytelling and we've had sessions to teach and learn this so that we can inculcate this in our everyday lives in fact this specific session which i'm talking about was conducted as a workshop over a period of 2 to 3 months in multiple facebook live sessions on another end we've had webinars about compassion about kindness about heartfulness about mindfulness we've had a special guest audrey len from service space who spoke about everyday kindness you know it's a very simple thing everyday kindness but it also has a profound effect on the psyche of a woman or anyone for that matter especially during these covid times which is very stressful and uh, we need kindness all of us need kindness so you know going with that in mind we've also had panelists where we've had occupational therapists parenting experts talk about how to engage your kids how to understand special needs children especially during these times so you know like all of these sessions all of these multiple sessions which i speak about come from a space of personal and professional narrative and uh, when we bring in the personal element when we talk you know it really affects people in a very profound way it affects the average woman it makes things more relatable and the uh, problems get morphed to challenges and that actually leads to solution so which sdg do i cater to all of them kevin from sdg 1 to sdg 7 all of them which can actually help a woman's life that's so well said and yes the S- all 17 sdgs touch your life in some way or another and and i loved how you <laughs> said the the aspects of storytelling and using personal and professional stories to tell experiences and i think sometimes we we look at traditional learning methods and it's like hey here's a textbook and here's a powerpoint and it just learn but it's not really it doesn't really have much depth to it but what you talk about is it they're all real issues and and i in those are all you, you talked about let's say dealing with special needs children or how to talk to kids about climate change to me those are those are serious issues now but it helps to hear from someone else about how they're doing it and one thing that you said that i love when i i always hear people they're like okay well what can i do to address the sdgs and granted it's there's there's so many things you can do and we can all do our own part in our own little way but one of the easiest things that you can do as a human being on this world is practice everyday kindness. If you can practice mm-hmm. everyday kindness and just smile at someone else, hold a door open, do anything, that is something that can change someone else's day, that can make you feel better and more fulfilled. So within that lens of everyday kindness and mindfulness, what are some further thoughts you have on that? What are maybe some other ideas or best practices on how we can scale the impact of everyday kindness in the lives of all 7 plus billion people in this world. Okay, so you know like when we talk about one specific SDG like SDG 5 which is gender equality and uh, how can I cover this with all these diverse topics. You know when when in 2015 the 193 member states came together to solve certain problems which our planet is facing all the SDGs were born at that time and there were these MDGs millennium development goals before that and for 15 years MDGs did so much to remove the indignity of poverty and lack of primary education so 
Now with the SDGs, you have this framework, 17 different goals. SDG 1 is to eradicate poverty. SDG 2 is zero hunger. So how can SDG 1 and SDG 2 not go hand in hand? Like poverty and hunger are closely related. And then you have SDG 3, which is good health and well-being. And this is again directly related to one and two, right? So, and then moving on, you have SDG four, which is quality education and SDG five is gender equality. So one, two, three, four, five, everything is progressive from one to two to three to four to five. How can you think about education when your stomach is not full? Or how can you, uh, like, you know, domestic abuse for women is on the rise when there is abject poverty. So SDG five, which is gender equality cannot be achieved if you have abject poverty. So, and then you have SDG four, which is quality education, right? How can we not educate our girls? How can, unless we educate the little girls we have in our community, unless that happens, how can we empower them? How can we enable them? How can we actually enable them? I'm moving from enabling and empowering to enabling them. So, you know, translating all this, how can we inculcate them with joy, balance, harmony, and how can they be at peace? To, for me to be at peace, if my sister in Ethiopia is in hunger and if she cannot feed her children, my Ethiopian sister being that way is not going to give me peace. Like all the SDGs are related to each other. Everything is linked and interlinked in more ways than we can imagine. So when you ask me about everyday kindness or when you ask me about, about all these diverse webinars, like the answer is, you know, everything is... There are a lot of intersection points between everything. Nothing sits in isolation. It's a collective uh, life we all lead with each other. We are moving towards a collective evolution and we are in sync with each other. When I, when I just speak about everyday kindness, for somebody else, I'm actually being kind to me too. If I can feel good about what is happening, and that is kindness to me actually. So, you know, how can we achieve any of these goals with SDG 17, which is the most important goal if you ask me, because... All the SDGs can be realized only with strong global partnership and cooperation. So, you know, kindness and SDG 17 has a lot in common. And we need to support each other. We need to collaborate with each other. We need to show love, understanding, kindness, treat each other as brothers and sisters. A society is truly successful only when all the genders can live in harmony, in tolerance and nonviolence. But but more, more in harmony, like I said, you know, so... That's my answer to your question, Kevin. Well said. And one of my favorite entrepreneurs, he talked about just, just focus on helping one person. And he talked about his work. He's like, he is selfish about being selfless. And <laughs> if you feel good about helping others, that's amazing. You should be selfish about that and, and just focus <laughs> yeah. on trying to help others. I mean, if you're going to be selfish on anything, that's a good thing to be selfish about. And, and I feel that way too. If we can help just one person, if I can impact one other person's life, then that's a win. And it's hard that the SDGs are such an amazing framework to, to lay out the, the outline of these problems, yet they're all so interconnected. So sometimes it almost is a little frustrating when we look at them in silos, because like you said, how do you go to school when there's not 
proper sanitation for females going, you know, at, at going through different stages. How do you go to school when your stomach is not full? How do you go to school when there's there's trouble at home with with domestic abuse? Like those are all things that don't enable anything around, let's say, STG three with quality education. So that's why there it's really a nexus between all seventeen of them. They're all intertouching and working closely. And within those, there's all these these trade offs that exist. I guess you could say where. Maybe there's, if you're focusing on one, you're maybe not look at the other one, but they're so interconnected. So, I mean, you might have just touched on this, but when you hear the word trade-offs and in, in sort of the approach to address the SDGs, what comes to mind as far as when trying to address SDG 5, like, are we not addressing something else or, you know, or how do we continue to pursue all 17 at the same time without ignoring anything? Okay. So Kevin, I instead of answering you directly, I'm going to tell you like what happened with me. So the in 2016 when I began, I knew I had this limitation that this was an online medium. Now in 2020, online like online is so normal. This is the new normal. But in 2016, it was we were just being introduced to the concept of Facebook Live or YouTube Live and you know, things were pretty ancient. And then I had to work hard to eliminate, you know. Initially, I did not know the women who were sitting on the other side of the laptop. I wanted to know them. Rather than, you know, like I couldn't think of the trade-offs in terms of the actual SDGs, which we are trying to implement. I was actually trying to work around the trade-offs of ensuring that a specific SDG was implemented. So that was the initial trade-off which I felt. So I tried to find a workaround. I'm a heartfulness trainer and the objectives of these webinars is also to teach heartfulness meditation along with helping women in various other everyday problems, right? So I introduced some of these women who expressed the need to continue their heartfulness meditation practice with other heartfulness trainers across the world. Heartfulness Institute has a presence in more than 130 plus countries. So they continue their journey to the other trainers, guidance and sessions. Some of the participants have gone on to become heartfulness trainers themselves. So anyway, these other countries have amazing heartfulness communities in their parts of the world. So a lot of women found help and guidance and nurturing very close to home. So the trade-off which had been lack of physical contact for me at the onset of this launching this project, but that is understandable. And we converted these trade-offs to synergies. Most heartfulness communities have interacted with other diverse communities of women and created more and more synergies across the world. So what began as a probable trade-off to me, you know, evolved into a synergy. And recently we've also had one or two women organization, which wanted to host heartfulness meditation session for people within their organization. And of course, during these COVID times, physical contact is not something, you know, like that's, that's not the way to go. So of course it it is online. So we are in the process of organizing these meditation sessions for them, which are 12 week sessions. And, um, you know, the interest is continuing. So this beautiful synergy is created which is actually birthed by the trade-off. So when I when you ask me this question about trade-offs, rather than within the framework of all these 17 SDGs, I felt this trade-off within implementing a specific SDG, which, which was circumvented by, you know, using the help of other communities across the world. So I think there are no trade-offs eventually. Where there is a will, there well, is a way. Human well, beings are wonderful species. So that's 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 what I think. I mean, that's a great example of when we face a barrier, we face an obstacle. Let's say COVID, for example. Yes, there's a lot of 
problems with it and challenges with it, but with challenge and, and barriers comes opportunities and it's an opportunity to pivot. It's an opportunity to try something new. Thankfully, we live in the world of internet and the ability to leverage tools like Zoom. We're talking on Zoom right now and you're, you're in Chennai and I'm in <laughs> Chicago and we're having a conversation in real time. Like that is yeah. great. That's crazy to think about. Um, yeah. So this is really a live, beautiful conversation and I'm so inspired by your work, which we spoke about a bit earlier. So it's a synergy. It's a beautiful synergy and I'm sure we are going to work together more in the future. Yeah, and the word synergy is such a beautiful word when you when you think about it in, in multiple contexts. But when we talk about creating synergies, there's so much room within partnerships across the SDGs. And, and frankly, one of my favorite SDGs, well, my, my true favorite is number six because I'm just a water guy at heart, but they're all important. Mm-hmm. But I would say SDG 17 is one that I think is really important because it talks about partnerships for the goals amongst all of them. And to me, that's the synergies from bottom up to top down to local, state, federal, from different households to individuals to communities. Like there's so many touch points of synergies that are happening or frankly need to happen at an increasing rate. So that on that term synergies, what what I asked you about trade-offs earlier and led the synergies. So now I'm asking you about synergies in a deeper context. What what else about synergies is something that that we should think about in terms of how we can work together more closely, even in the world of, of social distancing? And, and how do we build more synergies across people and places and space? Okay. So let me tell you something about how my work started uh, or like what was the inspiration I had about my work, because this is this is going to give you probably the answer for the question which you asked. So I was actually inspired by my heartfulness teacher, Kamlesh Patil, who is affectionately called Dajit. And uh, he's a spiritual teacher of the Heartfulness Organization. And the Heartfulness Institute has been teaching heartfulness meditation for over 75 years. So the world headquarters of the Heartfulness Institute is in Kanha Shantivanam in Hyderabad in India. And it's home to a very diverse community. Along with teaching heartfulness meditation, the community is also very self-sustained. There is a school inside the campus. There are about 1 million trees inside the campus and all of them are exotic species. It was an arid land earlier. You know, the Deccan Plateau, the Deccan Plateau in India is very arid in nature. But Daji converted it to a super green, super pleasant place. And there is even a small water reservoir inside. So, you know, like if you visit Kanha Shantivanam, you would notice that at one go, all the SDGs have been achieved. It's not even a commercial establishment. It's run by donations. It's run by people who volunteer their efforts and energies. It's run by people who find a place to express their inspiration. I mean, every person alive in this world should actually visit that at least once later, you know, later I'll share a few videos about Kanha Shantivanam to your email. But, you know, like Kevin, I invite you to come visit us in Kanha to meet Daji once at your convenience. And then you would, I mean, like when a word synergy comes to my mind, it's like when I think of the word synergy, what comes to my mind is like Kanha Shantivanam. Like the whole world is in synergy within that campus. So, I mean, like that's, that's like probably creation for me. So that's, that's my answer. 
Well said. And, and yeah, look, thinking about the roots of our passion and what, what inspires us, that's, that's an important thing to have when thinking about those times when maybe it does feel like it's hard when you're hitting a when you're hitting a wall or you're tired or someone has maybe said something negative to you or, or whatever it's, you got to come back to those roots and, and do you pronounce it Kanashanti? Is that, is that how you say it? Yeah. Kanashanti. And where is that located? It's in Hyderabad in India. Hyderabad is a state, uh, is in a state called, Hyderabad is the capital of Telangana in India. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we can get to go there someday. Yeah. Yeah. Most welcome. Yeah. So within, within SDG Talks, one thing I always ask, and I'm, I'm interested if your response is uh, two questions. I'd love to hear your response and you can answer either one first or second. Um, but within mm-hmm. the conversation that we've just had, what's something that really excites you if around, around the SDGs and SDG 5 and everything you're working on? And then what's something that absolutely terrifies you and keeps you up at night? <laughs> okay. So what excites me in SDG 5? Inside SDG 5 or what excites me within the 17 SDGs? Both. Either. <laughs> you know, either. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing terrifies me. I'll tell you why uh, later. But what excites me is, I mean, all the SDGs excites me. When I look at these 17 colorful boxes, it's all exciting. It's it's because everything is so much in tune with every other thing. They are all like one big jigsaw puzzle put together. It's so colorful. It's like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I just feel so happy when I look at those boxes. It's like a child with a candy box. Mm-hmm. So everything excites me, but I know this is not the answer you expected, but uh, that's my answer what to do. So what terrifies me is absolutely nothing. So let me, let me go on to the next part. Like, do you, do you wanted to ask me about a deeper context of the SDGs with which I'm yeah. passionate about. Yeah. Please. Okay. So like, like I said, there are all these 17 SDGs, right? Like there is poverty, zero hunger, health, well-being, education. And there are other SDGs like sustainable cities. And in fact, I said Kanha Shantivanam is a sustainable community. There are SDGs for peace, justice, and Heartfulness Organization is an institute for peace. And we are working hard to achieve universal peace. And there are all these 17 SDGs, but how long are we going to work for these? So this is like going to be a little bit uh, longer answer, but I hope you are going to be happy with it. So how to make all these sustainable was my thought. Like I can eliminate poverty from one community or from one country and it could crop up in another one after a decade. I mean, I as a not I, but you know, with a group of people, if they come together and try to do this work or that work and uh, things like, climate change, economic problems. We've seen this in our civilization. The rich and bountiful have not always been so. And the poor have also not been the same way. So as a species in a community, in a nation, the fundamental goal we all have is to make that kind of impact where our efforts are totally sustainable. And we do not have to repeat the same thing over and over. And for that to happen, you know, like I think we need to elevate ourselves to a consciousness which is far above the way far above and way beyond our current level. 
like after all, I think some great man once said this, it's not verbatim. I mean, like he said, to solve a problem, we need to go to a superior state than it was created. So how do we transcend these problems or challenges or shortcomings, which actually created these problems? How do we remove the root cause of climate change or air pollution or food scarcity? Or how do we remove thought pollution from our environment? How do we remove greed, corruption, avarice, malice? <laughs> Aren't these the real problems? So, you know, I have this quote, which, you know, which we were talking with Harriet Sugarman during the climate webinar. So there is this person, James Gustav Spett, and I'm summarizing what he said. I used to think that the top environmental problems were biodiversity loss, ecosystem collapse, and climate change. I thought that 30 years of good science could address these problems, but I was wrong. The environmental problems are selfishness, greed, apathy, and to deal with these, we need a spiritual and cultural transformation, and we scientists don't know how to do that. I mean, this was said by Seth. So, you know, therefore, identifying and implementing the methodology to elevate our consciousness or to make our hearts pure, simple, identical to nature that perhaps would solve the solution, uh, would solve the situation from the roots. You know, we are constantly projecting whatever is there in our minds, on our immediate environment. Our thoughts are haywire and we most often don't even realize the impact this has on the environment. Greed and avarice manifests as corruption. We cut down trees, we pollute our water bodies. You would know this very well. You work with, you know, water crisis. So, uh, you know, when um, try to get a better deal of our brothers and sisters in other countries, close our homes and hearts and doors and gates uh, to other people. We stop showing love. We stop caring. We get caught up in our material materialistic tendencies. I'm not saying we should not, you know, invest in our monetary gain. All that I'm saying is we lose our ethics and principles. And when our hearts are dark and close, that's the root cause of everything over a period of time. So the sustainable development goals, coming back to it, is actually a caution. It's a reminder. It's a warning for all of us to return to our shared humanity, to remember our feelings of brethren towards each other, to elevate our collective consciousness. And, you know, to do this, we need peace in our hearts. We need to heal ourselves first before doing other things. So, you know, we can, we can just nurture ourselves. We can become positive, joyful, centered. We can bring harmony to our hearts. And this would reflect in everything we do. If every individual is like this, then what a nice species we would be with no hatred, with equal shared human dignity, love and compassion. For me on a personal level, for my community of Glow Sisters, Glow Women, this has been possible by Heartfulness Meditation. In our community space of practicing an everyday regime of meditation, we have learned to regulate our minds. This has made a big difference to the individual selves, to our personal communities. And when we invite these expert speakers to speak about every different SDG, it makes more sense. It makes more sense to actually adopt and work towards achieving every single SDG because now we have the capacities in our heart to manifest it big time. So I know, Kevin, like it's, you might ask, how can meditation actually help? So meditation, when focused on the heart, especially when supported by yogic transmission, it's an energy which is imparted by the Heartfulness Guide. It has the ability to silence the mind. It allows us to meditate on the source of light in the heart. There are certain meditation techniques like rejuvenation process, which tries to, which purifies the heart. It removes the complexities of the mind. We become simpler, purer, and more in tune with our inner nature. In this way, you know, when we regulate our thought process, we manifest only the best 
from the heart, from the mind, and then we are in tune with nature. We are like the sun shining bright equally on all planets. You know, we are like the strong tree giving shade uniformly to all. So we are in a state of complete joy and oneness. And when we tackle the SDGs from this state, well, like, I mean, it's only success. So Kevin, if, you know, if it's appropriate and if you're interested, I can invite you to meditate like, you know, for five or 10 minutes, both of us, I can take you through a relaxation technique and the meditation, if it's appropriate in your in this interview, I mean, if you can, if we, if you want to put on your video, I mean, we can do that. Absolutely. I mean, uh, first off, I want to say thank you for what you just said and just thinking about, I couldn't agree more with often we, we look at the kind of the symptom of a problem. I think of plastic, plastic is a great example where there's plastic on the beach and it's like, oh, let's organize beach cleanups. But that is a great band-aid solution. But the real issue is our reliance on convenience or reliance on focusing on trying to just have access to easy one-time use plastics, which is a lot of times driven by aspects of greed and aspects of selfishness and not really thinking about the, the caring about the environment and your comments on shared humanity and elevating collective consciousness couldn't agree more. And you literally just absolutely nailed it on the head. So for all of us, everyone listening, Pranima, we just, we just need you on here more. I just want to listen to you talk. Well, well said. And, and, uh, I think now, I've gone on and on. So no, if you please, like, yeah. actually meditate, you know, that's probably going to give you the effect. Like that's an experience to experience. Like I said, like, 100%. So please, uh, this is this is the first on the SDG Talks podcast. So I'm, I'm excited and, and please go ahead. Okay. So let me take you through a relaxation technique. These are just commands. And uh, towards the end of the relaxation commands, I would uh, request you to meditate on the light in your heart. And then we would meditate for a few minutes. And then I'll request you to come out of it at that time. So let's begin. Sounds good. Sit comfortably and close your eyes. Let's begin from the toes. Wiggle your toes. Relax your toes. Feel an energy rising from Mother Earth through your feet. This energy relaxes your feet, it relaxes your legs. And as it rises up through your calf muscles, through your legs, through your knees, thighs, it relaxes your thighs. This energy rises up through your body, relaxing your hips, your stomach. And this energy slowly rises up your back, relaxing your lower back. And gently, soothingly relaxing your upper back. Bring your attention to your chest. Relax your chest. Slowly feel this energy moving up your shoulders, relaxing your shoulders, 
your neck this energy moves through your arms relaxing your arms elbows wrist palms fingers fingertips this energy is oozing out of your fingertips and your arms are completely relaxed slowly bring your attention to your neck relax your neck the cricks in your neck are vanishing your neck is relaxed bring your attention to your face to your head relax the muscles on your jaw cheeks nose lips eyes ears forehead till the tip of your head your head is completely relaxed allow this energy to ooze out of your body it is relaxing any part of your body which needs relaxation when you feel completely relaxed bring your attention to your heart there is the source of light and love in your heart let's meditate together on this source of light in your heart for a few minutes if your mind wanders or if you have other thoughts gently ignore them slowly ignore them and bring your attention back to the light in your heart as you meditate on this light it pulls you deeper and inwards into your heart let's meditate for a few minutes until i see that's all gently open your eyes when you feel ready Pranima that was amazing I just the the power of mindfulness really is amazing and just thinking about connecting your mind to the different parts of your body and i've done that before but there was something special about that where you just really feel all the different parts of your body when you connect it and there is something you just you feel that sort of magic and the energy going through you and just it was you just talking me through it and i felt it the whole way and then at the end there i was just thinking about 
gratitude and how grateful I am for, for it's about a year anniversary of when I was in China last year for Unleash at the mm. 2019 Unleash event where I met James, the fellow mm. co-host, and mm. we started this and we've now done over 40 podcasts and we've done multiple roundtables and that led me to posting in those Facebook groups and posting on and connecting with you and conducting this today and and you giving me a whole new perspective that I just am so grateful for because it was a meandering way to how we got here today. But boy, am I grateful for, for having this conversation with you here today. Yeah. Thank you also, Kevin. Thank you so much. Pranima, well, thank you so much. You speak so eloquently and so well. Though. So I want one last thing from you. What is, what is one final message or final thought that you would like to leave all the listeners here today? I think love, you know, it's quite difficult to love something at times, but I think have the intention or the inclination to eventually love it or eventually look at it in a very simple way and love. I, I don't know exactly what to love, but everything. I think it's, it's easier said than done, but have the intention that I want to leave you with, like have the intention. I don't want to do it immediately. I don't want you to do it immediately, but let's live with that word. Have love, seek love. Well said, Pranima. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to talking again soon. Yeah, same here. Have a nice day, Kevin. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the SDG Talks podcast. Make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow SDG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleash in United Nations community. The goal of the SDG Talks is to bring you good content. So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time on SDG Talks. Mm-hmm.